Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest with Father Ben. It's great to have you. I'm here with Sylvia Vega and Kira Roddy. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm good. Yeah, good. yeah doing well. <laughs> awesome. I was, uh, we were thinking as we were coming together today about mothers because we just had Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about you guys, this whole group of people we call moms, not that you guys would know anything about that. I think we added up the number of children that our staff has, and Mm -hmm. it came out to 48. Just the staff? Just the staff comes out to 48 children. So we could start our own parish, just our own family (laughs) staff. It's incredible. Oh, goodness. We've got enough lectors, uh, ushers, Eucharistic Too bad we don't have anybody who can sing or preach. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. We got everything. We huh. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we were, so I was thinking about moms. How many times have you guys made cakes, like birthday cakes for your kids? Uh, I don't even know. I, I haven't done one recently. I've gotten, the older they've gotten, the lazier I've gotten. So I was like full on amazing mom when they were little. Like they got the mm-hmm. best cakes. But now as they got in order, they're like, I don't care. Yeah, sure. Just get them whatever. donuts. Donuts. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't made one Why don't recently. you love your children, Sylvia? I do love them, I promise. They're okay. just pickier. We used yeah. to do like even feast day cakes. Wow, really? Yeah, I would like do that too. That was, I was an overachiever then. It didn't last Yeah, long. uh-huh. <laughs> but the See, effort was there. The effort, the yeah. thought. The thought is still kind of there, but the energy is yeah. not. <laughs> you know, no, by the way, nobody's ever made me a feast day cake. I mean, I kind of feel, you know, this is a person here with feelings. I'm a sensitive artist. When's your feast day? Okay. Um, You don't know when St. Benjamin's feast day is? No. Okay, neither do I. But that's 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 a a, a side note. Mine is November 3rd. It's a St. Sylvia. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. November 3rd. I didn't know that. Yep. No. I don't wow. know who she is. Don't ask me, but there is a St. Sylvia okay. out there. Mine's August 11th at St. Clair. That's my, okay. that's my patron. Okay. So. Wow. Okay, so what we're going to... So now you, Father, when is yours? I don't know. <laughs> we'll put you on the spot. I don't know. We'll it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... Well, and it is really beautiful because moms, I mean, you guys are constantly making cakes and preparing, uh, you know, uh, birthday things and Christmas and Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving stuff. So you guys probably know this, but there's if you look up the different types of cakes, there's quite a few, but they categorize cakes into two main kinds. Mm. Okay, so there's sponge cake and chiffon mm-hmm. cake. And under those two categories, there's like all these different variations. So sponge cake, for instance, does not have uh, fat mm-hmm. like butter, oil, okay. you know, Crisco or something. Nor does it have uh, what's called a leavening agent, such as what would be an example of a le- leavening agent? Something that makes it rise. Yeast. Yeast, or what would you put in a what would you put in a cake? Eggs, uh, water, flour. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna need therapy now. I don't okay, know. So remember, I buy the box. We had this conversation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I know it kills you. you. It I know. Remember, I had am this. a singer, oh. not a baker. Baking powder. Baking powder. Yes. I do know that. I Under the you, bus, I Sylvia. I haven't made a cake in a while. Okay, remember we said baking powder goes up, baking yes, soda, soda goes, goes out. out. That's why yes. you put powder right. in cakes, soda that's in cookies. Right. That's right. Yes. Right? Yes. That's correct. Okay. Woo. All right. Yeah. Well, and we're going we're gonna to have a Give test a later. Give her a star. Yes. Sorry. So chiffon cakes have eggs and they have leavening agent and fat. And then there's, of course, pound cakes, right? Mm-hmm. 
but um, this is really beautiful. And then of course, under buttercream, the icing, there's many different types as well. For mm -hmm. those of you that are cake nerds, there's German buttercream, American buttercream, Swiss buttercream, Italian buttercream, there's even Korean buttercream. And so, and they're all a little bit different. Mm -hmm. The most difficult though is what's called French buttercream. Because of you take, of, of course. And so you take uh, egg yolks and you stream into it simple syrup. You know what simple syrup is, right? Yes. Right. Sugar and water. Sugar and water. Melted yep. down or boiled. Yes. A little bit. And then you, you stream it in there and you cook the egg yolks and it makes it hard. But in Memphis, this is difficult because That's of the right. humidity, mm -hmm. right? And it so does. it can easily break, right? That's why it's so difficult to make hollandaise sometimes in human environments too, right? Interesting. Yeah. There is there is a certain type of icing in Mexico. They call it chantilly. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard yeah, it. Oh yeah, chantilly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What is that? So well, and I don't. I only. I don't know about Mexican, huh? but in French, uh, creme chantilly is it's basically whipped cream with a little bit of pastry cream and gelatin added to it. It sounds, mm. it, yeah, it sounds similar because it's completely different what, for what we use here. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen anyone make cakes like that here in Memphis. Mm -hmm. So when we go, it's like you get this like, oh, I want that one. And it's, oh, yeah. the, the icing is completely different. It's so different. good. Yeah, yeah. It really is and really it's good. not real, it's not real super sweet, is it's it? It's not. I think they even do like a, it's like a, I wouldn't say citrusy or tangy, but it, there's something that they add mm -hmm. to it that mm -hmm. gives it a little citrusy or tangy flavor Ooh, to it. Yeah, mm. It's really nice. I love, I love Mexican cakes. Oh, yes. And not just the tres leches, but the Mexican cakes are mm -hmm. so good. Very, very good. Yeah, they, um, well, and we were, th I was thinking about this because uh, for mothers, um, and I'm being general when I say this because I'm not, you know, n not that men don't do this, but I think especially... You know, moms are thinking, okay, I've got my child's birthday in two weeks. And they're thinking about this. Okay, who are we going to invite? We need to send out invitations. Let's, what are, what are we going to make? And if it was up to the father, I mean, we'd put this together 20 minutes before everybody shows up, right? You know, go get a six pack, you know, or something. I mean, and so like moms are so good about being proactive about this stuff. And, but it does kind of beg the question, right, um, about worry. Like, what is the difference? Someone asked me recently, Father, what is the difference between worrying about an issue and thinking about an issue? Interesting. So in other words, like some people, I think they're just thinkers. It doesn't mean they worry. Like, for instance, by God's grace, I'm not a worrier, but I'm always thinking on behalf of the parish. Okay, where do we need to be six months from now? Okay, um, you know, maybe we need to get a staff member, member to do blank. So there's a difference between thinking about an issue and worrying about an issue, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And, but I, I just kind of opened this up. I mean, you guys tell me what you think because you would obviously know better than me. But, um, like, do you think there, is that true? I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least me, um, I would say, okay, if, if I let my son go to a um, sleepover, worrying would be like, are they safe? Are they staying in the house? Are they, uh, what activities are they doing? Is there anything dangerous around the house? Now, thinking would be like, okay, does he have what he needs? Does he has a cell phone? He has da-da-da-da. He's got this. Mm -hmm. He knows to call me if he doesn't feel safe. 
et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I would think there is a difference um, in there. I don't know. What do you mm-hmm. think? I do. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, take for example, like the party type thing, a birthday party, mm-hmm. two weeks in advance, I'm thinking it through and I'm thinking through every single little detail that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And we as moms like know that that list does not go out of our head until like after the event <laughs> is done. Then we're like, okay, the list just went away. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, but I would probably say that as the closer as the event occurs, you know, if I'm not on the timeline that I thought I was going to be on due to whatever interruptions I had in the days and in the pre- the prep, then I start worrying. Is this going to work? Is this going to happen? And I would probably almost say that worrying takes place when I become more concerned of what other people are going to think mm. rather than actually th- the execution of the party, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... That I, makes sense, yeah. I think, like, for my kids, I don't think it would be, you know, I'm more worried about, oh, my gosh, what is, what are these other, maybe what other moms might think mm-hmm. or what other people yeah. might think, to whereas my child is just happy yeah. to yeah. have their friends around them. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not that hard, you know. Um, like, I totally overthought and worried about my son's 13th birthday. But it was the easiest party because it was a bunch of 13 year old boys and all I needed to do was have food and Xbox <laughs> and it was the easiest party yeah. ever. Are but birthdays easier with boys than girls? Oh yes. Yeah. But I'd almost rather depending plan a girl's age. party. Depending than a boy's. the age. Oh, yeah. I would say the age has a lot to do with it. Yeah. The younger, I think it's about the same because uh, you have to keep them entertained and make sure that everybody's safe. Nobody's running around breaking stuff. And as they're older, the boys are chill. Yeah. And the girls want to be like, hey, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do? And um, the boys just want to relax. I'm I more think. intimidated by the boys, I think. Yeah. <laughs> boys party. Well, and it, it really is part. I mean, it's something that is close to my heart because I've, I see some of the worry that happens with mothers mm-hmm. and I always wish I can kind of take that from them but on the other hand I'll be honest with you I, I never fault them for it because holy mackerel it's a dangerous world and we live in arguably one of the top three dangerous cities in the country mm-hmm. and which is to say nothing about social media and just the the, the stuff that's out there man mm-hmm. so I never I never fault parents for worrying and nor would I ever tell parents not to worry. What I do believe um, is that it, worry never stops the bad things from happening. Mm, it true. only keeps you from enjoying the good things and the mm-hmm. good people. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, you know, I, I know myself, like for instance, when I wake up in the morning, first thing, at, first thing I think about uh, is creme brulee. No, first thing I think <laughs> about is I'm thinking, okay, what do we need to do today? What, who am I meeting and things like this and so and I think a lot of men are like that Mm -hmm. like I don't think most men are the kind of guys that wring their hands where they stay up at night worrying but I think they're usually ready to rock Mm -hmm. as soon as their their feet hit the ground Mm -hmm. whereas I think a lot of women in my opinion will go to bed thinking of their kids they think wake up at night thinking of the kids they wake up in the morning thinking of their kids Mm -hmm. and there's exceptions but I think there's a lot of truth to that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been days where I'm like laying in bed. Everything was good. I asked the kids to da da da. I got everything, everything set, and I'm laying in bed, about to go to sleep. Close my eyes, and I'm like, oh, she had a project due, and da da da. We didn't go get the thing, but she didn't remind me. But oh my gosh, so I'm like, 
hey, when was your project due? She's like, mom, it's not till next week. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, like you yeah. have everything and you have your stuff. And it's not, all, it's not all the time, thankfully. My kids are young, so I don't have the worries that the moms with the older kids, mm-hmm. you know, once they get older, the worry, I mean, just, I think, just gets mm-hmm. higher and higher and higher and higher. Um, but just getting all their stuff ready because we are responsible for them mm-hmm. and we have to have mm-hmm. the stuff ready for them and as they get older we can take a little bit of the worries away but you still mm-hmm. I mean they get older and you still remember them. oh yeah that's what Alexa it. says she says little people little problems big people big problems <laughs> and I think there's I think there's some truth to that yeah. how what have you guys found in your experience as mothers um, what do you th- what do you think helps mothers to kind of alleviate worry or maybe tamp it down I mean, is that even possible? <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, totally. Here I go. I mean, just using my experience as, um, can I still call myself a young adult? I don't think so. I'm an adult. Okay. Um, growing up, my mom was, and I think till the day, she is a big uh, warrior. I mean, she worries for everything. And I remember telling myself, I won't, I don't want to be like that. But you sometimes can't help mm-hmm. but to worry. Um, so the only thing that I can do is, for me, obviously, is know that I have, remember that I've instilled in my kids um, that they should be responsible, that they know what's right from wrong. And then there's there's going to be a point in their lives where I, don't, I can't control what happens. I've taught them what they need to mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but the, I have no control over mm-hmm. the outside world, nor them. So... Jesus, take the wheel, and children, just do the best that you can. You Mm -hmm. can't stop worrying, but you can worry less by saying, Jesus, take care of them when they leave the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sylvie, but I think the challenge for mothers in particular there is to not so deeply internalize the bad decisions of their children Mm -hmm. as adults. Because they will beat themselves up relentlessly for their adult children's bad decisions, especially for instance, or even included in that if they're not going to church, they think, well, maybe I was a bad mother or a bad father or something. And <laughs> um, so now I think what you're saying is very important. Yeah. What, Kira, do you have any advice for the, these moms to stop worrying? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, there are just some things that I've had to realize I cannot control. And uh, the only thing I can do is just offer it, offer it to God, offer them to Jesus, and and that's about it. So prayer, and I think too, um, it, we we recently had uh, a psychologist come mm-hmm. and give mm-hmm. a talk to our staff, and that worry a lot of the times we can ask ourselves, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if mm-hmm. this happens? What if that happens? And we start going down that really bad rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, we never really think of what if this good thing actually happens or what if it's it's actually fine. And, as you know, so I think, too, for me is being aware of my own thoughts and where my own thoughts are. And if my thoughts are starting to focus on all the bad things, then that's not where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And especially if those things don't exist yet, then that's not mm-hmm. where I need to be. So I need to try to stop those 
bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think too, sometimes worry can come from a bit of peer pressure and what other people's lives look like and trying Mm -hmm. to attain that or seem like we're attaining that and feeling like a failure because we might not look like that. Or the opposite. I don't want that to happen to my kid or me. Yeah. So when Mm -hmm. I start to feel those things come on, I take a break from Mm -hmm. social media So I think it's more self-awareness for Mm -hmm. me is being self-aware of where the state of my heart, where my mind is, where my thoughts are. And when they start going down that rabbit hole, having the the control to Mm -hmm. back away. Father, would you say communication would be a great point? I mean, I would say if I'm worried about something and I, I, I don't know where my child's or my mother's or my brother's or my co-worker's mind is at, just have that open communication and just say, hey, where are you? Mm-hmm. Or this is how I'm feeling. I'm worried because, and then that person can let you know, well, don't be worried because mm-hmm. I got this, this, yeah. this, and that. Or mom, you know, I'm worried, sweetie. I don't think you're ready to go to college on your own. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for you to step. You can just come here, stay home, and we'll take care of you. Mom, look, you've taught me how to blah, 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 blah. But have that communication and speak about what your worries are. And maybe by mm-hmm. talking to your child or your friends or whoever it is that you're worried about, they can clear some, mm-hmm. clear up some of those worries totally. and maybe, yeah. No question. I mean, no question. There's a lot I could say there. But I think one, one of the fundamental challenges, arguably the fundamental challenge of any communication whether we're talking parent, child, colleagues, uh, or spouses, or whoever, the fundamental challenge is actually having the the humility to uh, ask Mm -hmm. for advice Mm -hmm. and the courage to take the advice once given. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, that, you you know, for instance, they always say that women tend to worry about the now, men worry about the future. Okay, where, where are we going to live? How am I going to pay for college? How are we going to pay for the wedding down the road? I mean, they're thinking about this when the child's born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, and I never fault. I mean, that's, that's a good quality in a man. So I never, I never fault men for thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, weddings are expensive. A mm-hmm. quinceanera. I mean, these are expensive mm-hmm. things. And so um, it's good to be prudent and think about those things. But I think... Part of it is that the I think I would say in marriage, the challenge is for I can just say for men, men, and I'm being general, but I think they often will tune out the women's voices in their lives, the women's that are closest to them, their mothers, their sisters, uh, their wives. They're they're not really conscious of that. Mm-hmm. But often they will tune out those voices as saying they don't really know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so for instance, wives will be like, honey, it's, we'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. God always sees us through it. And yeah, but that's not real practical. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they're thinking. Yeah, that's nice, whatever. And so, um, whereas when the roles are reversed and, you know, if a, if a mother finds out, for instance, her son is ADHD yeah. and they're kind of venting with her husband he's saying honey it's going to be fine don't worry god sees us you know (laughs) so in other words it's we're trying to um we're trying to be humble enough to say you know what that's a good point god actually does see us through this you know somehow we'll get through it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and to apply the advice once given so don't block off other people don't just mind your worry and just like no 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 Mm -hmm. stop and listen 
Exactly. And I put myself at the front of the line. I've been guilty. Yeah. Having friends that you can do that with is huge that you can trust Mm -hmm. and you can share with them the good, the bad, the glory (laughs) of married life and of, of parenthood and, and that they're not going to bash your spouse Mm -hmm. or bash your children or, you know, that they're going to, you know, I recently had this with a friend of mine where, you know, we're just kind of both talking about, about struggles, but then it's, she turned it. So shout out to her. She's probably listening. Uh, You know, she said, let's, let's think what we're grateful for about our spouses. And I was like, wow, that's, that's Mm. a great friend, you know, Mm. that, that you can, you can do that with who will, who will help support your marriage, help support your family Mm -hmm. and, and that you can really be raw and open Mm -hmm. with about the, about the tough stuff in order to sometimes, like I said, be self-aware of our thoughts, but sometimes our thoughts can be all consuming. And sometimes Mm -hmm. for me, I just have to get the thoughts out Mm -hmm. and then let somebody else kind of fill me in with the mm-hmm. encouragement and hope because sometimes my thoughts can yeah. become you know i can mm-hmm. get go into discouragement because i don't despair. i don't necessarily think that worrying about something is necessarily bad but staying within yeah. worry i think that's mm-hmm. where it becomes a problem because i can be worried about you mm-hmm. but then i come to you mm-hmm. how are you doing mm-hmm. or do you need anything mm-hmm. or are you okay? Or what can I help you? Or I'm worried about my situation, but just sticking there and I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm not doing anything about it. I'm asking for help. I feel that that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. Being a person that worries is not terrible, but doing nothing with it mm-hmm. or taking it better. I don't know. No, 100%. I mean, an analogy would be how, how people define a clinical depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 10,000 definitions of this, but the, probably the common thing there most people would define clinical depression as sustained darkness basically Mm -hmm. and i'm paraphrasing you know so it's not just a day Mm -hmm. you know everybody has a crappy day we think man you know that was a horrible day and um (laughs) but what have the difference being that there's a there's an over a sustained darkness and uh, cocooning emotionally mm-hmm. that happens. So it's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was thinking, There, I do think personally there is a difference between thinking an issue yeah. and, and fretting and worrying about an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think a lot of people, they've, um, you know, there's any number of things that add to worry, you know, how they were brought up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's difficult for, for a lot of parents to understand is that if they are constantly wringing their hands over everything, their kids are going to pick up on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going to train, you know, so we, our kids uh, tend to uh, learn that behavior, just like they learn dysfunctional behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, what is the person's genetic disposition? Uh, some people just by genetics tend to be wringing their hands a lot more. Um, and prone to depression. Mm-hmm. Um, also, w- what is the, um, you know, they, there's an expression they have in uh, counseling. It says pathology seeks pathology. So what that means is sometimes people um, can have, they can gravitate to dysfunctional people without realizing it. You know, so for instance, like a lock and key fit. Mm-hmm. So the classic analogy would be um, a woman, sadly, who would gravitate towards abusive men. Mm-hmm. And they complain about it, and they finally have the courage to leave, and then they go back to another one just like it. Or they go back to the guy they just left. Yeah. And, um, and we see this on all sides. And so, um, so 
a lot of these things can then, my point is simply to say they can add fuel to the fire mm -hmm. of worry. And because we can't relax and we can't hear the Holy Spirit guiding us, mm -hmm. you know, in both emotionally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think it's very important. I was just talking to somebody on the phone about this. Um, and I, I told them, I was like, I know this sounds very, very cheesy. And just because we are ministers uh, and in ministry in the church and we work and we're probably here almost every day and not just we come to worship, we also work within a parish. It's super, for other people it might be cheesy, but I'm like, how do people do it without having God in their lives? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. how is it that I'm worried and I get through it, and I'm like, it, it was hard, but God got me through it. How do people do it without having God in their lives? Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand how it's possible. Yeah. He makes it 10 times, 100 times easier. And it just breaks my heart that someone's going through something, and they think they can do it on their own, and they don't not seek God. Mm -hmm. So I feel like one of the most important things that you can go to when you are just a person that worries for your loved ones so far seek God to help you give you that comfort and to give you the Holy Spirit, give you the words to confront and have communication with that person as well. I had went to in confession recently, actually a priest had told me and it was, I thought it was really beautiful. He had told me, he was like, you know, like we can't change people, but we can give situations or people to God. Mm. And we just tell him he's got the answer. God's got the answer. Jesus has the answer. So we just hand them over to him, and then we wait for the Holy Spirit's inspiration on, mm -hmm. on how to best oh, I like that. You know, implement that answer or, mm -hmm. or bring that answer about. And I was like, oh, that's nice. So instead of trying to control the situation, which I think brings on more worry, mm -hmm. it's just, okay, just, mm -hmm. you know, got to remember trust mm -hmm. in God. It's a great point. That's been the gospel recently. It's the mm -hmm. gospel of John when Jesus has been talking about, I will send you the advocate mm -hmm. who will guide you and lead you when mm -hmm. I'm gone. Now, great point. Hey, listen, don't forget to let us know if you have anything that uh, you want Kira and Sylvia and I to discuss. And don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you. <laughs>